I watch film, but I'd be honest, I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at NFL on Twitter and of course follow the group at UK Packers and as usual, I'm joined by me old buddy, me old pal, it's at Brian Peacock NFL, what's going on buddy? The Bears still suck. That's true. It's Bears week. Yep. Sorry, I don't really know what else to come in with. Is there anything else to come with? No, uh, we, we did make those jokes in the past like, oh... The Bears this week. I thought the Packers had a bye week in X week. You know what I mean? And then we get pasted by people on things. Believing that because we say it, there's a thing called jinx. And the jinx will then be effective. Believe in jinx, Ryan? Do you believe in jinx? Not at all. I do believe in ghosts, however. But that's another whole thing. Um, But look, my worry is with the Bears. And actually the whole of the NFC North. They may... It just it just might be better than we've given it credit for. It's without a doubt better than we've given it credit for. Where everybody, um, apart from the poor old Bears, are sitting at 2-1 and the Bears are sitting at 1-2. And they're unfortunate to do that because they came within a whisper um, of, mm-hmm. of eking out a win. And the um, Lions were within a whisper being 3-0. Half a yard away. Um, mm. And I, I quipped on Twitter that uh, all of the stuff about taking a knee and the most controversial knee of that games week was actually Golden Tate's when he went oh, down. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I'm here all week. There's all nothing week. like poking a bear, Steve. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, well, that's... Uh, look, her name's Joan, all right? Um, so, Jesus. I know, right? Um, so right, she doesn't listen. No, she doesn't listen. That's the thing. Actually, I had this I had this kind of hilarious thing. Now, I'm going to speak quietly because just in case she hears me and, and cops onto the game, right? You know, if you want to test if someone listens to something... Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just wondering now, because myself and Joan have been together a good few years, right? We have a couple of houses, a couple of chaps, and everyone keeps saying that we've done it backwards. We should have done this whole marriage thing before, you know, shedding out the cashish and, and really committing ourselves. But I've seen, like, my brother had a fantastic wedding. It was very expensive. All of my mates had brilliant weddings. Very expensive. Someone had spent 40 grand. I was half thinking, I wonder if I made the rule and we can keep it going for as long as we can is that if Joan listens to this, this here is a proposal, right? <laughs> and this might be going for like two years and she just won't listen to the podcast. So this is the thing. This is this is off the cuff now and I'm probably going to regret it because she'll listen to it in the morning. But You know someone's going to tweet her or something. But they, Right, out there, everybody, don't contact her. Don't tell her, <laughs> right? This is a test to see if she listens to the pod. So Joan, if you're listening, will you marry me? Right. I actually can't believe you've done that. <laughs> imagine, imagine she actually did listen. She's like, I only listen. Imagine though, if she does listen now and she says no because it was the shittest way of asking it. Yeah, maybe. Because the ladies it's always want some. Backfire. You see, that's why I think, as a gentleman, you have to propose in a really stupid or lewd way, just to take away the girl because it's not always the story. Because you put your girlfriend in a real bind or your fiance. Well, maybe not your fiance because you probably say no, but like. You could do it in a really horrible way. Like, just for no reason at all, just strip bollock naked and propose, right? And that way, when everybody <laughs> runs up and she's got the ring and goes, oh my God, like, how did that happen? She's going to have to create the her perfect story. Because let's face it, right? Is you're never going to propose in the way that she imagined as a little girl. So you might as well strip bollock naked, put a sock on one foot, a swimming hat on, maybe a snorkel outfit, maybe one flipper, 
and ask her to marry you. If she really loves you, she's going to say yes because she's going to be happy anyway despite the weirdness and she knows what she's getting into. And on top of that, she gets to tell her friends some fake story that you didn't do. And everyone's a winner. This has just gone completely left field at this point. It's just got a little bit weird, but I'm going to rescue it by saying this. Go on. If she says yes, yeah, it has to be at Lambeau Field, right? Oh, mega. I, th- I wonder, is there... Look, well, maybe I'll agree to it because there's probably a similar waiting list for weddings as there is season tickets. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, I reckon we'll get in there. So we'll I reckon like, we'll get in there. We'll do it in January have the whole snow thing going on whole ceremony out on the field talk about a white wedding jesus yeah be unreal do i get to do i do, will i get an invite oh do you want yeah you're gonna be i'm gonna come in riding your back all oh, right yeah so i hope you know hopefully i'd make at least the reserve list or something you know yeah i mean do, do i come down the aisle like raised up like lombardi you know are you the kramer to my lombardi uh, you know for the day or how, how are we doing it? oh yeah because i've always wanted your ass that close to my face Steve <laughs> well hey wouldn't be the first time we've ruined yeah, a few times that would be cool that we could get like a bunch of us to literally carry you oh no I suppose this meant to be the bird that walks down the aisle innit ah yeah but come on like it's Lambo I mean she's not going to give a damn so I mean I yeah. reckon we should to be in. fair she'll be frozen as well if we do it in January on the field yeah so yeah. anyway so that's a plan well we've do you know what we've kind of spoke Packers usually we start off with just plain banter but now we've kind of spoken Packers and I could have potentially got engaged. Yeah, so congratulations. Thanks. High stakes. No, just, you know, this is going to keep you know, going. You know right now, Scotty Mann's already going through, going, right, Joan, Joan, yeah. Joan. <laughs> yeah, I know, to all of one, Facebook. One, just... mutual, one mutual friend, Stephen O'Brien. Yeah, click, friend, yeah. add friend. Yeah, shout out to Scotty Mann. Uh, came on the trip, absolute ledge bag. Yeah, so I think he's... he's I'm not going to go into the details, he might not want that everywhere. Um, basically, he's having a sex change. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, um, he's he's, turned, he's been turned into a man. So yeah, so he's been in the hospital for a couple of days. He might be in there for another few yet. So just a big shout out to Scotty. Um, also, a big tip for you. I spent a year in and out of hospital. Um, it was great. Didn't go to work a lot. Um, but morphine's great. Paracetamol, liquid form. That's great. Get that straight in. And uh, if you ever can't sleep in a hospital. Tell the nurse on duty you're feeling a bit sick. They give you this anti-sickness injection. You'll be out like a light within about two or three minutes. Look, literally, cannot keep your eyes open. Top tip. Yep. So, as Ryan said, there's a big tip. So, if you're ever looking for a big tip, you can always just go to Ryan J. Peacock. Uh, Ryan, I think we should probably get on to um, some actual Packer stuff now. Again, this podcast goes out for all of the you know super eager listeners to the podcast who want to jump on it it will probably be coming out before the bears game i can't guarantee it i could get called to a, a poo sleep pause emergency and not be able to edit it in time but if not it'll be coming out before the bears game so let's touch on the bears a little bit with the conscious with the cognizance let's say that an awful lot of people are going to be no listening to this listen. after the bears game. exactly <laughs> yeah. that no one listens they just listen by accident because they're bored of oh, right. do it really quick yeah, so the we put it out on Twitter earlier. So this is the 195th game between the Packers and the Bears. The Packers haven't led the series since 1933. You know, the biggest gap that the Bears have had on the Packers throughout that time has been 24 games. Once back in the 60s, then Lombardi comes in and wipes the Bears, tries to catch up a little bit. And then we lose it again in the 80s with the Dick Bears and they notch up. The, high, the biggest gap that they've had is the 24-game gap. So... The series now is 94-94, uh, so all tied and six draws. 
Um, so the Packers can now go and make history since 1933. That's 84 years when they win this game. When they win the game. Now, this is embarrassing. If people are listening back to this and we get pasted, which we can go on and just do a little bit of analysis because, again, this is only for the benefit of the people that are going to listen before uh, when we tweet it out. Because, Ryan, it's going to be a sticky wicket with the Bears because they could be sneaky good, especially because their defense is depleted um, and they have those two stellar running backs. So, uh, do you, like, you know, and we've raised this before and I got a lot of stick for this, right? And I said that I don't see that the Packers-Bears rivalry as being the, the big rivalry now. Now, from speaking to the players that we've had on, on the podcast, they've said that that is still the biggest rivalry for them, absolutely hands down, is that they get that emotion when they go to Soldier Field or when the Bears come to Lambeau. Um, and second off is that, you know, in recent times for me, it's been so one-sided. And does like that stat says it, that we had the lead, they had the lead of 24 games, in 1992 that's when they had it then Brett Favre comes in then Aaron Rodgers comes in and we've pretty much steamrolled the Bears um, up to that point now they got their own back on Favre in a sense that on his jersey retirement on that Thanksgiving game uh, the Bears bet the Packers and the Bears were doing woeful that year Um, so really number one is is that they think that the Packers can lead the series now after 84 years tonight Um, and also do you rate this Packers-Bears rivalry? Does it always go down as the biggest one or do you see other rivalries? You know, because arguably the Falcons are becoming one now. The Seahawks were one. Is uh, it still the be-all and end-all? So I think in terms of rivalries, the, the Seahawks one is built out of pure injustice uh, and probably still anger. Mm. Um, the Falcons one doesn't, uh, it's not really, don't, don't worry about that at all. Um, the, the Bears is obviously still the big one um, cause, just because it has the test of time and uh, it has all the cool stories that go in history you know um, with them essentially saving us sticking up for us and then this cool rivalry that's that's gone on and now the rivalry between the fans and all the rest of it is just awesome um, in terms of tonight can the Green Bay Packers go ahead they're the home team they're 2-1 and one on the season Chicago obviously the road team they're 1-2 and two. however here's a fun stat for you in the first three Thursday night games of the season, all have been won by the road team. <laughs> Lovely. And I'll tell you something else. So Mike Daniels, obviously they're saying now, could be a game-time decision, okay? Mm. He is key to the run defense, which I think we've seen in the last few games. And they have two of the best young running backs in the league, I would say at this point, with Jordan Howard and Tarek Cohen. Yeah. You know? Now... Why do they not get the success that, say, the two young running backs at the Atlanta Falcons get? Probably because they don't have the type of quarterback. So they're mainly going to be built around the run, so you can maybe gamble on that. But have no doubt, if they get half a chance, they're going to be gone. So our run defense has got to be incredibly strong. Um, Another thing that we've got to do well, our red zone defense has to be on point tonight because I think against the Bengals it wasn't good, against the Falcons it wasn't good. We've conceded five touchdowns uh, passing this, uh, five touchdowns I think this season and they've all been in the red zone. So our red zone defense has to start getting on point. And so these things are all what's worrying me about tonight's matchup. Okay. Mm. And there's a lot of things that basically say to you that Chicago can come in here and cause an upset on Thursday night. However, we're in those all-white uniforms. We have Aaron Rodgers, and as long as we have Aaron Rodgers, it doesn't matter how bad things get around him, he seems to be able to carry this team through. Now, obviously, we know where our problem is. 
it's our offensive line. And, and if you're running a fantasy team out there tonight and there's a, and you're doing the whole defensive one, if there's any defensive linemen on the Chicago Bears or any pass rushes or Bears in the free agency, just, just stick them in your team because there's probably going to be, I would imagine, Aaron Rodgers getting hurried, getting hit, maybe getting sacked at some point. And that sounds really defeatist, but there's only one way in which we can counter that. And we saw it in the second half of the game against the Bengals, and that's to get the ball out quick. Now, as you said, I'm probably saying all this stuff. I could be either either I'm going to look like a genius by the time people listen to this because it'll be exactly what just happened, or uh, I'm going to be completely wrong, which is great. But uh, there's there's every chance, by, like you said, by the time anyone listens to us talk, they'll have already watched the game. Yeah, because, I mean, we can frame this in the sense that it's not only the game against the Bears, but we need to improve these issues uh, going forward in the season. It's very hard to correct, and as Mike McCarthy says, you know, that's a training opportunity. It's very hard to have a training opportunity when you're dealing with, you know, fourth-string tackles, which is, you know, the stuff that's happening on the offensive line is, is, you know, stuff of days gone by. I mean, I remember being, we were on the radio, I think we were on BBC, like, a couple of years ago, and they asked us that, like, oh, you know, what's the challenge here for the Packers? And we said, well, it's keeping the O-line healthy. And that's why, you know, we were paying big bucks to some of the lads, especially the younger guys who had that longevity. That's why we prioritised back to Yari. That's why Lane Taylor got paid. Uh, you know, Balaga, he's there for the experience. He's an older veteran, uh, but, ex- you know, usually extremely reliable. But now we see he's having injury problems this season. You know, and look, I agree with the points that you said. I don't think you're going to have egg on your face because the Packers defensively have been the fourth worst football team in the red zone. Uh, Dom Capers and the defense have given up 5.9 points per red zone trip so once they get into the red zone you know they're coming away with a touchdown that's just how it's going uh, we saw some embarrassing ones where it was against the Bengals wasn't it where he, he literally hop skipped over uh, uncovered yeah. and yep. they said that that was a broken coverage between Josh Jones and that you know that the the Bengals deliberately picked on the rookies because they knew that they wouldn't communicate I'm not sure that's the case I just think they didn't communicate and that's all that happened not that you know they read that there was going to be two rookies that wouldn't you know you can't I don't look it's very easy to break down the analysis after the fact but when you're going through it I don't think any coach is genius enough to try assume that there'll be a lack of communication there but it's a worrying thing for the Packers uh, if you're a betting man uh, well maybe it's a good thing for you so there was an article on ESPN that sort of showed, you know, what the odds were going into the season versus what the odds are now. And they were looking at the likes of teams, Ryan, like the Patriots, the Seahawks, uh, the Packers, the Steelers, who were seen to be, you know, that, that Super Bowl team. So they had the, the Packers in at 9.5% chance to win the Super Bowl uh, during the preseason. Now, not that they're going to win the Super Bowl during literally during the preseason because that's not how uh, the NFL works but you know that was the prediction that they were looking good up to that point that we'd upgraded on defense or offense was looking ridiculous where you know we had the likes of D'Angelo Yancey um, and all these players that we had to kick out and we weren't sure who we were going to cut and now our current Super Bowl odds are at 4.1% so that's less than half so they're looking at you know how we played against the against our you know our first three opponents obviously but they haven't taken into account that those injuries that we have so you know we've seven significant key starters that are missing but an awful lot of those could actually be back for this game uh, Jordy Nelson Randall Cobb uh, David Bakhtiari Brian Balaga Mike Daniels could be back as you said is a game time decision Devon House I believe is ruled out Nick Perry and Ahmad Brooks also um, and then they don't take into account that our offensive line is banged up but hopefully that we're going to get people healthy and back on the line 
that's not going to happen against the Bears tonight. And people will see some pretty strange stuff happening up and down the line. They think they're going to move Lane Taylor to the left, um, which wouldn't be a, a giant surprise. The fact that they put him in and they've given him that contract extension shows that he's able to perform under fire. Uh, Ryan, the O-line, is it certain? Like, cause what, what we've seen here is, right, we've seen the O-line be injured. Uh, we've seen us get off to a slow start. And I think they had the Aaron Rodgers quarterback rating in the first half of games was like 60. Um, but then his quarterback rating in the second half was over 100. So they've seen him sort of pick it up. That's definitely in-game adjustments. And it's quite obvious that what it is is that he's running for his life. And they do that quick three-step drop stuff and they, they fire the ball off quick. And that's why we see Randall Cobb get the ball a lot. That's why we see the tight ends playing across the middle get the ball a lot because they're just hitting the slot where they can. Um, so... I mean, this offensive line, is that sustainable? Can we be moving people around like this? And can they achieve stuff? Is it eventually going to catch up to us? Do you see a real risk that Aaron Rodgers is going to get clobbered and injured here and then our season really is in Hapenny's place? Um, no, because I think Aaron Rodgers knows what he's dealing with in front of him and, he, and he's always been good at evading pressure. And I think as we've we've said before on, on podcasts and particularly last season when we had similar issues... He's almost better when he's under pressure, um, if he's just got the right game plan in front of him. The thing that I guess worries me the most is not only now do we have inexperience at a number of positions and people playing at different positions, it's uh, how many injuries are we away from that practice squad John, uh, practice squad guy that we picked up in the middle of the week, uh, John Ulrich. You know, how, how close are we into to him actually being in the game tonight and playing? That's, that's what I guess worries me at this point is the depth now. We've gone right the way through it. Uh, you know, Bakhtiari and Balaga both doubtful. And last, last I saw on, on, on the Packers.com, um, I think probably been declared out by now. Um, so really, there's every chance. It's the kind of position, you know, so it's only going to take somebody to roll up on one of the offensive line guys and there's another guy down and there's another guy down. And then, you know, at what point then does it become like a, the old sort of British American football team that I used to play for at Milton Keynes, where all of a sudden they go into the tight end. Oh, you're going to have to go in on the offensive line or the same to the defensive tackle. Oh, you, you have to go and play center or something. You know, I know it sounds mad, but we're really not that far away from that situation. And picking up a guy from somebody else's practice squad in the middle of the week uh, doesn't make me feel much, much better about the whole thing. No, we're going back to the 1920s Packers where offense plays defense. You know, you're going to get a lineman out there and then when the defense jog on, he's going to stay standing. Um, and just just a correction, which is, which is it's kind of like opposites day. Would you believe his name is Ulrich John? It sounds yeah. like, yeah, it sounds like his mom filled out the wrong, you know, surname, forename on the form for his birth cert. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, you know, uh, surname. Do you know what? I've yeah. even written that down, Ulrich John, and I've looked at it and gone... Nah, that's not right, is it? And yeah. I've changed it to John Ulrich, but I've actually written it down as Ulrich Jonathan. There you go. Look, blame, blame his mother. But we're, oh, we're well. down to, like, because I was shocked by that. I saw Kyle Murphy have a shocker, and then all of a sudden he goes to IOR. And I was sort of thinking, can you go on to IOR for hurt feelings? You know, and it turned out that no, he'd actually, you know, injured himself and he had to be put at that point. But the scary part about it is, is that. Don Barkley was meant to be the backup. Then he goes on IOR. Then Jason Spriggs comes in. Then he goes on IOR. Then Kyle Murphy fills in. Then he goes on IOR. Like you said, I mean, how many how many times does this have to happen? So, Ulrich John signed on Tuesday, you know, after Kyle Murphy, and he's, he's down for having a foot injury. I mean, do they put him in at this stage? Like, 
you know, surely that's suicidal. Like, they have Jamal Williams in at running back, and they've subbed out Ty Montgomery and put in Jamal Williams, probably for a number um, of reasons. But one of them is is to pick up that blitz because they wanted to keep Aaron Rodgers standing. So they really put in a guy who they signed on Tuesday. I mean, the other options that they have is is that they can move around uh, Lane Taylor or Jerry Evans. Uh, Jerry, you know, being more experienced. Or maybe go the Lucas Patrick or Justin McRae route. Um, and again, we have Adam Pankey as well, who they signed onto the practice squad and elevated him to the roster as well. You know, so did they put him in? Uh, because obviously they're, I'm not going to say high on him, but, you know, they think well enough of him to bring him back. But I think that was governed by injuries. So Pro Football Focus had this debate a couple of weeks ago on their podcast. If anyone wants to check it out, it's a bit more technical. Um, you know, to have a bit of banter, but, you know, it's very about sort of stat-based. Uh, it can be tough to get through at times, um, even though the guys are great on it. Um, they were sort of saying that a common trend that they see and a fact that they've that they've seen for forever is is that some quarterbacks like you said ryan can sustain that level of pressure and be running around but 100 percent of the time that always catches up to the quarterback and impacts them either in an injury or it hits their quarterback rating so now they did say that they could sustain it over a season so certainly aaron Rodgers is the type of guy who can do it um but that brings us to the to the other point that we have which is based heavily in the o-line is looking at a running back issue so you know, if part of our offense is going to be quick plays and, you know, fooling the defense, you know, trying a bit of that read option, it it, it takes away that play-action pass if we can't get a run game going because our O-line can't break open the running lanes. And that's where we needed someone who's opportunistic, who can have that experience to see the gap where it's not where it's called. And I think Ty Montgomery was very good at that last season because he had that naivety. But Ryan, there was an article by a great one by Rob Domofsky going through what Ty Montgomery has done in the offseason to prepare himself. You know, he's working out at Adrian Peterson's gym. Uh, he's working out with a, a coach that calls himself the Footwork King, who's worked yeah, with Le'Veon I Bell. Could work out, I could work out Adrian Peterson's uh, place. It doesn't doesn't make me all of a sudden a running back. No, but and my point is, is that he's working out with Adrian Peterson. He's working out with Melvin Gordon. He's working out with Joe Mixon. You know, it's like it's like what they say when you, when you put a guy in prison and he comes out a better crook than he went in because you're hanging out with certain guys and you get those techniques. These yeah. guys are obviously talking, you know, but my point really is that he's he's doing all this work. And even Mike McCarthy came out and said that he's even overextending himself and they were worried that he was too committed to it. It seems like he's taken on an awful lot of stuff to try to be this perfect guy. And that, to me, would lead to overthinking here as well. But it's... But the whole situation isn't his fault, right? And, and I'm going to keep saying it. Doesn't matter what team, what running back you put into our team right now, they wouldn't be able to run the ball. And actually, I reckon if you turn that round and you put Ty Montgomery into any other team that was a running team, whether it be Kansas City, uh, even the Chicago Bears at the moment, he would be able to run because they're set up to do it. We just we just aren't set up to do it. I, I don't know whether that's a coaching thing or the players that we've recruited or or what it is. But we're just not a team that can run the ball. And you know, at some point, Ty Montgomery or one of the other running backs will will break off this big old run, and you know, everyone will go, "Oh yeah, we've got a running game. We've got 123 yards." And there'll be 90 of those yards will be on one play because something went horribly wrong on the defense, and it will sort of start to paper over the cracks. But I, I don't know how many more weeks do you go until you start giving more shots to one of the other guys, you know? And I think that's 
and it, and again, it won't be Ty Montgomery's fault, and it's not his fault. It's just we're not set up to run the ball. But I can see him they're becoming a point where Jamal Williams starts to become closer to a 50-50% sort of a share of the snaps because it's just not working. But it's it, I don't believe it's the fault of any of the running backs. The Green Bay Packers for years now have not been able to run the ball. Yeah, and I don't think it's going to be any reflection, as you say, on Ty Montgomery. I think what it's going to be is, is that Ty Montgomery... Because um, a stat came out this week is that Ty Montgomery has played more snaps than any other running back in the NFL in the, in the first three weeks. Now, the weapon that is Zeke Elliott, he's the second, and he's played 23 less snaps than Ty Montgomery. So this commitment to the run certainly seems to be ringing through this season. And I think that it, it's to do with wear and tear is that if they keep playing him like this. Now, again, we've seen Ty, uh, he's been saying that he was doing yoga, um, you know, that he's been working with the Footwork King to be more elusive because that's what the, the Footwork King came out and said. It's weird calling him that, Roger. The Royal Highness himself uh, came out and said that um, he lives in Foot Locker. So he says that, you know, Le'Veon Bell is seen as this, you know, bruising back when he's not really what he does. He just has elusive footwork. He carries players where he feels he needs to, but he's not a big, strong sort of, well, he's strong, he's a strong guy, but, you know, he's not that guy who's just, just runs through people the same as beast mode. You know, this is a guy who will try dance around a little bit. And that's one thing that I was sick of hearing last season was that Le'Veon Bell was a very patient running back. He had dance around behind the line till he sees that little gap and squeeze himself through. So, you know, that'll bode well for Ty if he can do it. and that. But my worry is that Ty Montgomery is going to overthink things because, like, this guy is a super hard worker. He's done absolutely everything. He's gone above and beyond this offseason to try get himself ready. And Mike McCarthy was even saying, like, they were worried about him overworking himself. And he's even said to himself, like, you know, next season he's not going to overextend himself the same way that he, that he is. He's going to try to sort of temper that. But... He absolutely punished the Bears last season. So the first game that we played them, the Bears kind of took him not as a legit running back, but more of a wide receiver. Now, he caught more passes than he went and rushed for. So he caught nine passes, uh, ran for, or sorry, caught 10 passes, ran for nine, had 66 receiving yards, 60 rushing yards. But then in that second game, he absolutely carved them up uh, and they played him more as a running back. So certainly this could be the sort of X factor for the Packers here as long as he can sort of get it running on the night and that the Packers utilize him the same. Um, but yeah, we're going to have problems at running back, I think, this season if the O-line isn't mended and mended fairly quickly. Um, any other thoughts then, uh, Ryan? Are any sort of news floating around that caught your ear this week? No, there wasn't. The only other thing that happened was Brett Good obviously got put on IR and people are saying, is his career over? But I think we've asked that about four seasons in a row now. So he'll probably yeah. be back next year when it all goes wrong at long snapper again. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm feeling really positive at the minute. Uh, but yeah, that was it. So Derek Hart's back on the team. Yeah, Ken, um, Ken O'Mac and Jill, they got very excited, didn't they? Thinking, oh, here we go, another special teams. But I tell you, special teams was the story of the off-season, Ryan, and we can bring that into the regular season, buddy. Yeah, well, there you go, just did it. Yeah. So that, that was it. All over it. Um, and another thing that we have to sort of look at is the strength of the NFC North. Like, you know, we see the Vikings on it's a bit good. of a roll. Yeah, the Bears, they're not looking too bad to say uh, that they have Mike Lennon in there. A uh, bit of a mess with Mitch Trubisky, uh, how they handle that situation. But John Fox is never one to give up. Um, and the Lions as well. Like, I mean, they look super strong. And again, they were half a yard short of beating the Falcons, who gave us a right slap. So you know yep. you, you, we can argue Ryan all day that it's the injuries and stuff but 
you know, we're still going to have to carry those injuries against these yeah. opponents. And this is the thing. Nobody else in the league is going to wait for us to get better and come when we're ready to play. We've got to no. play now. We've got to use what players are on the team in our practice squad, whoever's around the league, whatever. Mm. Go out there and get a veteran if you have to. Someone that's been sat, who, you know, bring them in. You know, Armoured Brooks, we did that. We just brought a veteran guy in. He looked good last week, you know. So just just bring some people in. Let's do something. Let's just try and, you know, there must be a... a a senior or veteran lineman out there, bring that guy in. Let's not go and sign somebody off a practice squad with all respect. You know, this guy, I hope it works out. But kind of like, let's give Aaron Rodgers a chance because, and all right, I must obviously be in a bad mood today, I think, because I was just about to say, we would have got to the end of Favre's career with everyone looking back going, we only won one Super Bowl. Mm. And my worry is every year, uh, every year another season goes by, I feel that we're going to get to the end of Aaron Rodgers' career and look back and go, we only won one Super Bowl. Now, that's a hell of a lot of years with two of, you know, possibly the best quarterbacks to have played the game. Mm. To only come out of it with two Super Bowls would be almost criminal. So, come on, let's just start doing something and go out and get some players. Yeah, especially in some years, Ryan, where the NFC North was actually pretty weak. You know, where the Packers were always seen as hot favourites and we always came away with, you know, pacing our NFC North opponents to only come away with the one um but look the injuries are going against us what can we do do you know what the the rivalry that i'm focused on right now is uk packers versus arrowheads abroad that's what i'm focusing on man it's pretty good yeah and of course as well we've got the launch of what is i think now a youtube channel oh yeah got to be consistent with it but everyone needs to check it out go on and uh, go to our twitter page and they'll see the link but ryan uh, you were involved in the challenge uh, i got to do a bit of a tony romo action commentary uh, do you want you to did. explain from the start? Uh, yeah, I mentioned STD clinic, which uh, apparently you know raised some ears. Um, so, do you want to give the people a sort of overview of what exactly the hell we're talking about? Yeah. So what we're doing, as everybody knows, uh, every Super Bowl party, uh, we have a game of flag football. Uh, us versus the Arrowheads abroad, who are obviously the case Kansas City Chiefs fans in the UK and Ireland. And um, we decided this year we wanted to try and get that hype going all through the year and make something more of it. So uh, myself and the Kansas City uh, founder, he lives in the same town as me. So we decided we'd try and get together and do a a list of challenges through the year. And we'd have our very own Tony Romo slash John Madden get on the mic and commentate on what we get up to. And the first week was basketball. And uh, you should go and watch the video to see who won. Yeah. And I'll just tell you now, Tom Childs currently plays basketball for a team. I do not. So I wonder how that worked out. So you're giving the game away now. Giving the game away. Uh, yeah, so it's a great video. Um, so the challenge are going to keep rolling. But what we're looking for people to do is, is that, look, if you want to see a challenge happen, if you think something that's going to be fun, uh, tweet us in. Uh, email us info at ukpackers.co.uk hit the website go to the contact form either uh, get on Facebook make sure you follow us on Facebook there's a good bit of banter now it's a quite a lively page head on there and check it out watch the video and it's not that you'd like to see Ryan versus Tom or me versus one of the guys from the Kansas City Chiefs that'd be great as Ryan says it works you know with Ryan being in the same town and as well as that like Ryan's just you know just a superior athlete so if you want to see Ryan go up against uh, go up against Tom that's good the, the commentary is fun to do too uh, I think the video was two and a half minutes. The commentary takes about two to four hours to do. So, you know, I'm, I'm no I'm no live broadcaster like uh, Tony Romo. So, 
Yeah, it's great fun. coming up. I think we've got some suggestions already coming. So we already had planned the field goal one for obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, I want to try and uh, put that one to bed. Um, there's a one-handed catch challenge coming. Mm. Uh, I think there's the 40-yard dash. And then the suggestions coming in went a little bit off course. We had somebody suggest that, what was it, what was it called? Satan's Toe Challenge, yeah. which turned out wasn't actually a toe, but it was the world's hottest chili pepper. Mm. Um, so think i'm going to back out of that one and concede straight away um what else happened uh dad jokes where i believe you sit there telling dad jokes until one of you cracks yeah um which sounds pretty good that can be done i think with all of us so uh there should be some good ones but yeah get, get your suggestions in and we'll see what we do yep sounds good um so as well as that we are we're doing a few exciting things really so in uk Packers hq um everyone's seen the photos is that we have the podcast studio which myself and ron are in now and we're doing some renovations so yeah stay tuned for that i don't know if anyone noticed the difference uh but we've got some um got some, some nice new gear coming right now and uh we're gonna take this show on the road so we have meetups so what we're gonna do is we're going to sort of incorporate some of our media work when we're out and about on those meetups so we're gonna be super legit we're gonna have lapel mics and all the rest uh to be chatting to people so if you want to come to the meetup you want to talk to us you want to get yourself on a sort of a it's going to be sort of a meetup podcast we're going to do a bit of media around it come to the meetups will you we have the first one is manchester in october the second 72 one 72 tickets now that's crazy madness 72 it's the biggest isn't it now there's some confusion there too i know the prices were early bird as a fiver and um, then they were on sale then they they spiked up again but i think they might have gone back down again i'm not too sure but uh, just check out gridiron and gravy uh, go to our website click on the link uh, and go in and have a look you can you can book your ticket there a tenner is absolute savage value fiverr was even better when people jumped on it early so get yeah, on and there. also hotels are very close by i got a hotel room for just 42 quid that i'm sharing with my brother so it's like 20 pound each mm. so you know and it's manchester and it's up north so it's probably cheap yeah it's decent um i was actually you know i was thinking about trying to get a united game and go to old Trafford, but they're not actually planning to play in uh, a <laughs> way the money a way to waste the money no one wants to see that says the west ham fan um I, I, do you know what i had to laugh phil road can fell into the same spot you did you know where you slagged someone off about uh oh yeah you're a man united fan are you so i guess you don't live in manchester then you know phil said into the you know went in the same trap but anyway i'm not here to dog phil Rodkin, the chap's a gentleman um that's so out of order yeah, but look. Next, next you'll be giving a kick into Dan Barnes as well. I won't be giving a kick into Dan Barnes. That guy's like a black belt in Taekwondo. He could give a kick into me. I want to see that challenge. <laughs> Can we do that? Steedy <laughs> no. no. versus because no. you, you surely you fight like Brad Pitt in a snatch or something, there. Yeah, like and I, again, I mostly fight like him because the physique is exactly the same. But let's swiftly move on. So the Manchester meetup, uh, go to that one October. Uh, you see the dates on the website, and then the Dublin one is the Ravens Dublin. game. Dublin. So uh, come over to Dublin, nineteenth of November. The tickets are six quid. Uh, you get two pints of lager, uh, flag football. You get to meet the president of Ireland, probably not. Um, and it's my island. And then you we've got to play in his garden there. No, we do, yeah, in his gaff, yeah. So if the ball goes over his wall into his house, someone has to go around and knock the door in Ars <laughs> and Uh So, yeah, that's in Dublin. That's going to be some uh, some gas. And then if we have time, I'll bring us around to some of the quality pubs in Dublin, not this touristy shit. And then we'd hit the wool shed, watch the game, and then stumble on back. To, and there's hotels all over, the, all over the place around that venue. So it's great. And then, Ryan, the Super Bowl meet. These are selling out super fast. They sure are. I mean, we are... I think with our tickets combined with Kansas already, we are over, I think we're nearly 75 tickets. Mm. 
Now, we originally had 80 tickets, and as we said the other week, myself and Steve are working feverishly to get our room upgraded to get more people in. So keep buying the tickets. We're pretty much there with that, I think, Steve. We, we have sort of had the confirmation that we can go up. So yeah. keep buying the tickets. But, again, we I think it's going to go up to 120. Yep. But bearing in mind, we've already sold 75 in about two weeks. Mm. So don't think, ah, oh, that's all right now. There's plenty of tickets left. Get them bought up. The other thing as well is hotel is in the same venue. So you want to get that booked up as well because – there are loads and loads of rooms, but again, you know, we won't be the only guest staying there at that night and, and gutted for anyone else that is staying there that night because you ain't getting any sleep. No. But get it done, get your ticket bought, jobs are good. Yep, it's all good. And uh, they have to bear in mind that we're going to have to split some of those tickets with the Kansas City guys as well. So there's not as many tickets as you think, but do get them booked and get the hotel booked because there's only limited uh, rooms as well. They might have like six fans or something. Yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs Arrowheads Abroad group has actually doubled the global fan base of the Kansas City Chiefs. And so has the good play, because uh, I think they're actually tipped. They're travelling to Kansas this weekend, actually. Huh. There's uh, about 20 of them going, so we'll have to give them some respect. I think that's their first trip over there as well. So it's awesome to see all the uh, any UK NFL or UK and Irish NFL groups doing well. So yeah no it is it is good and again we're friends with an awful lot of them we have a bit of banter there's some that just just hate us uh, and we don't know why uh, so yeah go to go to the uh, Super Bowl make sure that you go and get your room nice and early there's twin rooms going they're £70 for a twin room which is £35 each so for £35 for the room which is including breakfast you can use the gym sauna spa all the rest um, and then £25 for the actual Super Bowl bash ticket which is unlimited buffet american style food uh, a massive eight foot by eight foot screen and theater style seating with all uh, packer fans kansas fans absolutely sound blokes so for 60 pounds you can get everything which is crazy because i paid about 150 pounds for my hotel alone last year um, and then you know buying flights and all the rest blah 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 so it's in birmingham it's very easy to get to i can get to birmingham cheaper than i can get down to cork and ireland so don't mess around do it and second last to announce ryan is we have new items coming soon to the shop, including everyone saw that we were wearing those very sexy black polos and they were meant to be UK Packers uh, dudes, just me and you, me and you we only. I don't think anyone would want them. They no. were just staff ones. Well, yeah, it's just how they looked on us. I think it's just we did a great job modeling. So everyone <laughs> everyone wanted them. So there's an embroidered crest. They're super premium. Embroidered crest um, on the breast and then there's a crest on the left sleeve on the arm. And we weren't, these were going to be just our media uniforms effectively that we go and hit the press box. We were sitting in uh, the Aaron Rodgers press, but, uh, you know, announcement or whatever, with Aaron Rodgers wearing these shirts. We were sidelined at Lambeau doing all the media stuff and people just, we got inundated with messages, could we get them? So for a limited time only, and it's because we didn't really want to release them at all, to be honest, because they're kind of like their work uniforms. <laughs> so, uh, but they are badass. So we didn't really want to release them at all, but we're going to release a limited batch of them. And we were calling them our press box polo. So if you want the press box polo, keep your eyes peeled. We'll be sending out newsletters and a few tweets to say when they're available. We're going to do a short run because, to be honest, we don't really want to put them into wide circulation, um, which makes them sort of that limited edition. So if you want to get them, get them now. We will hopefully have an option to put your membership number on them as well, which makes them even like from super custom to super unique and super rare. Um, I bought two of them. 
just to make sure that I had a spare one because I know I was going to wear it all the time and wear one of them out and keep the one of them kind of fresh kind of like what I did with the Donald Driver signed book bought the signed copy bought the non-signed copy like a dope uh, Ryan these are a nice item but we've more items coming into the shop as well should we release yeah. them? I think so because uh, basically once we get a chance to put them on the site we'll be putting them on we've long wanted stuff in the shop on a permanent basis we haven't been able to do that in the past and we have finally managed to get some of our stuff permanent mm. um, so we have slouch slouch beanies coming which you can get your members number on uh we're getting the bobolat beanie coming which you can get your number on uh we are getting if you fancy them the long shorts like nylon shorts that the players wear we're getting those in cheese to match your jerseys if you want those um and what else was it oh and the oh this is the we should have a drum roll here really the members t-shirt is coming back Many of you have been asking for it. We haven't been able to do it, but now we found a guy who will do it. He will stock them, and they can now be in the shop on a permanent basis. Yeah, which is great news because to get somebody who will put a membership number on individually, because like it can't be put through a computer. That has to be sort of hand put on. So it's the same. And the slouch beanies are just pure sex. They're the ones that sort of bobble hat. You know, is, is not tied to the head, but everyone knows what a bobble hat is, and it'll have the UK Packers embroidered logo on it which is so lush and it'll have your membership number on the back and then the slouchy one I love those ones because especially now that I'm growing out my hair a bit um, you know it's it's the hat that it's like the little beanie hat that sits on but a little bit sort of comes down off the back of the head um, so if anyone has long hair uh, girls I know love the, the slouchy beanies I love the slouchy beanies you don't have any hair Me but too. you still love a bit of slouchy beanie do the you shove your beard find, into it or something? do you know the only problem I find is when I've cleanly shaved my head and then you put a beanie hat on there's nothing to grip to so it just slowly works its way off the top of your head Ryan stop pretending you have a small head your head is twice the size of mine that's why it works its way off because there's nothing to hold on to <laughs> it's just like an elasticated band eventually yeah. just pops off uh, so yeah don't stand too close or behind the cinema uh, seating behind Ryan Peter. I need to jump in with some sad news what I go on don't worry Scotty's fine but John Coon yeah. has torn his biceps in a London practice and he's done for the season which means he might be done for his career people that's sad so, news. Let's just take a second for John. God, I thought he got released from the Saints. No, well, I'm guessing not because he just got injured at the Saints practice in London. So. Well, he ha- well he has now the poor the poor devil. What a ledge! Like John Coon, he was one of the guys where we were talking to a security guard who used to stand on the hotel for the Packers, and you know they all wanted their space. They were all kind of aloof, and you know they put their head down and walk from location to location. But he said John Coon was always the guy who used to stop and talk to all of the staff and have a chat with them and they said he was the most you know approachable and lovely guy ever and that that's why everyone was so sad that he left the Packers not only was he a dependable back um, you know when we needed him on that third and one or third and inches uh, even fourth and inches um, but he was meant to be just a super nice guy you just met him over in Green Bay right? no did you just not? I thought uh, Richie did Riddle I? met him yeah oh yeah we did in the bar yeah. quite right I forgot I, you know meet players you know so often now <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, we're right. Yeah, he came in with Josh Sitton and Mark Tauscher, mm. and they came in for a after the game beer, as they do uh, the evening of the game day. So there you go. 
Yes. Uh, cool. John Coon, so nice, he's forgettable. Uh, so I think that's that wraps up the UK Packers podcast for this week. Uh, it's sort of a short week for us as well. We'll be back uh, on Sunday, which I suppose isn't a short week at all. It's exactly how we usually do it. Uh, but we'll be able to come back and record maybe a bit earlier because the game will be over. And so I guess that's it from myself at NFL on Twitter. Give me a follow. Follow the group at UK Packers. And of course, follow me old buddy, me old pal at Ryan Peacock NFL. It's goodbye till Sunday. Good day.